huddle up. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. With former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman and Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Alex Strofe. Number three, the Great Dane Huddle Draft Special Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitzburg. I'm Alex Strove alongside Nordy, Brad Nortman, and man, Tarek Sala, all-time sax leader at the University of Wisconsin. And the Raiders on the clock. Just to recap, the first six picks quick. Bryce Young went number one to Carolina, as we expected. C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, went two to Houston. Houston trades back up for pick number three. They take Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. They are Indianapolis selected Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida at four. Uh, pick five, the Seahawks. Go with a quarterback, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, the top cornerback in the draft, taken at number five. And then at number six, Arizona trades back up uh, with Detroit. And takes Paris Johnson from Ohio State, the offensive tackle. So now the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock, and the pick is in. So we await. Will it be a quarterback? Will it be defense? Who will it be at pick number seven for the Las Vegas Raiders? The commissioner taking the podium in Kansas City, and we await. As he reads names, Brad Nortman, he reads a name. You love the reading <laughs> So exciting. Names. Yeah, it is exciting. Read me another name. The human mind is so simple, isn't it? It is. Who do we go with here? There we go. There goes Tyrese, Tyree Wilson, excuse me, the D-end from Texas Tech. Mel Kuyper yep. Jr. had him as the number four prospect in this draft, so that makes sense as Tyree Wilson there goes number seven to Las Vegas. So now we await number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. And this one's really interesting to me. I think it's quarterback no-brainer, but it's the NFL draft. Yes. And you, you have to expect the unexpected. So uh, we will see what happens here with the Atlanta Falcons. This guy is a and monster, man. Yeah. He's Tyree huge. Wilson. He's huge. To, what, did they, what did I just say? 6'6", 275? Yeah. And roughly, yeah. He's just Long. power. What were you coming out? And I know you weren't a DN, but you were an edge guy. Like, what? what, 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 what yeah, he used to be 6'6". Six, six. No, no. Yeah, no, well, right. No, no, I, I, I'm not I, saying you were I'm, his size. I'm, a, I'm like an undersized outside line. I'm 6'2". And... 240, you know, I was uh, I was uh, definitely uh, more a linebacker, edge, edge rusher than I am a traditional defensive end. Yeah, I mean, speed being six five, you know that's why you know go to Rashawn being six three two seventy five. That's a freak, man, unbelievable to be able to play outside linebacker at that size. He's really unbelievable, but to yeah. be to be six, he's six. And he can move, too, with the thing with Tyree Wilson. I mean, yeah. he can move. Seven and a half, what, what's that? Seven, seven foot, half inch wingspan? That's long arms. Uh, he's like a clowny. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of. Yeah, that body, for sure. It's that's, a great that's a separation. Comparison. I mean, that is, that is so hard. I'm sure if we had if we had Taushan, he could talk about that long arms like that, long, powerful arms. Yeah, that was a big that's challenge hard. for me. I, my arms weren't that long, you know. Right. But, but I had to use speed and technique to have this type of body. So. Floral, floral suit, too. Yeah, that's what a good a pick. power move. That's a good pick. Um, I don't know, man. Some of the outfits at the NFL draft don't work. I like this from Tyree Wilson. It's like a black suit with pink and blue flowers uh, throughout the, the floral pattern. He, uh, Hunter, say that on the air. I think you just whispered that in my ear. Say that on the air, what you just said. Tyree Wilson's hometown, Anchorage, Alaska. 
I would wow. go ahead and guess he is the highest picked player ever from the state of Alaska. Yes. I'm sure he is, but I'll oh, check and he, that. He gives Goodell a big-ass bear hug. That's awesome. So we move on now. Five minutes, le- less than five minutes from the Atlanta Falcons here at pick number eight. They have Desmond Ritter, who they picked in the second round last year. But I would still go quarterback. Really? I think. I, I mean, they probably won't. I mean, B. John Robinson's there, who, who uh, uh, Mel Kuyper is the number two prospect in this draft, a running back from Texas. You go Jalen Carter, who's obviously fallen the defensive tackle from Georgia, who was originally thought to be maybe the number one overall pick, uh, but he had some uh, some legal stuff pop up at the NFL Combine. Now, he was a witness to a, a, something that, uh, you know, occurred in death, and they, he was wanted to be a witness, but he wasn't there to give a statement. So there was originally thoughts he could be charged with a misdemeanor, uh, but ultimately he left the Combine to go back to Athens, Georgia, to speak with the police, and then he went back to the Combine. So kind of a wild week for Carter, and that's made his stock fall a little bit. So I think maybe that this is his spot here at eight. By the way, looking at Levis, didn't look like a guy was getting picked. No, it did not. He, he looked a little concerned. Yeah, and I imagine he's probably the only quarterback, uh, unless we have a total shocker that, that remains here in the first round. So we will see. What happens with your Connecticut boy, Tarek, uh, uh, Will Levis? We might have another Aaron Rodgers on our hand here. Ooh. Just drop it. We may. We may. That was a wild draft 18 years ago. It was wild. That was sitting wild. back there. I mean, you, you think about Lamar Jackson, too, falling all the way to 32, and he was in the green room, and now today he becomes the highest-paid quarterback uh, in NFL history as he signs a five-year extension with the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh, man, a lot, lot of headlines this week with quarterbacks. Rodgers gets traded. Uh, Lamar signs his extension. Kind of a wild week. What's interesting, though, if you think about it, obviously in the moment you don't want to fall in the draft. But what if Will Levis falls to a team like, let's say the Minnesota Vikings, and they take him for a year? That's a good team. He's in a much better position to win than C.J. Stroud is at the, with the Houston Texans. So yeah. there might be some value. I mean, nobody wants to fall, right? But he also but, would start with Kirk Cousins. There. But I know you're just, making a, yeah. you're, you're just giving an example. Right, yeah. So, I mean, the, the longer you fall, the better the team, the better the organization. Potentially, Absolutely. the more set up you are for success. So hard to feel like that in the moment. I'm sure no one roots for that. But maybe a silver lining that the later you go, the better team you're on. Perhaps well, the better organization. What about the Tennessee Titans? That's right? a good point. You got a great run game, right? They, they've got some talent. Tannehill doesn't seem like the guy to get them anywhere no. further than what they've gone. No. Tannehill seems like a guy that should go to the Packers and mentor Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. Sit on the bench. I you mean, know, he's at that point. He's almost out to pass. Yeah, I, I would say another guy, Matt Ryan, right? But for sure. Out there, right? Hands down, he's yeah. the out the pasture guy that needs to just mentor Jordan. Um, but, yeah, Tennessee, I mean, that could be, to your point, Nordy, go there. Nordy. They got, it's catching on. It they, is. They've got all the – they got some pieces there, and, you know, it's much easier transition than going somewhere where you don't know who's protecting you, you don't know if you have talent around you. Uh, so we'll see. At what point in the draft – I imagine it's not the first round, but it says the pick is in and they're in commercial break. Who was drafted? I think that was an NBA pick. Now that I'm thinking about it, but there, uh, I think it was it was Nikola Jokic, uh, the two-time MVP. He was drafted while they were in a commercial break, while a, while a Taco Bell commercial was playing. So they just like popped it on well, the bottom line. I think Brad and I were probably, probably in, commercial in that breaks. theme, and they yeah. just go, "Hey, here's the last ten picks," and we're like, "Yeah, boom, yeah, boom, boom, that'll boom. happen later on." I imagine they don't do that in the top ten pick, but. Atlanta's pick is in. We will await to see uh, who they snag up here. Jalen Carter listed as Mel Kuyper Jr.'s best available, uh, although B. John Robinson, he has him listed number two overall uh, on, on the list I have in front of me, so nothing makes sense. Well, running backs are hard to take. He'll early. be a first-round pick, though. Oh, I got you. 
And I, I don't know if he'll be on the board before the Packers pick. Yeah, but there's team. so much depth at running back. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I would never say never, but I don't know. I am, I, I am starting to believe Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, the corner, is going to drop the 13. And that's my favorite player in the draft. I will go bananas if that's who the Packers take. If there's a can't-miss guy, he's in that conversation. Gonzalez, absolutely. But Skaronsky would be, too. And if they're both on the board, man. Could you imagine if Smith and Jigba, Skaronsky, and Gonzalez are all available? Now, that would be It won't a, happen, that would but be that a would, I don't know what I would do. That would be a conversation. I would love to be in the war room for that. I don't know what I'd do. You could get guys, you know, fists on the table. We got to go with X, Y, Z. It would be exciting. So we await the Falcons' pick, but we do have some trade news uh, coming up here at pick number nine where the Chicago Bears were slated to pick. I will tell you what that is in a second, but there's music being played. I don't know what's going on at the draft right now. Roger Goodell on the podium. We await the pick for the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. And I believe he is introducing, it looks like uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters is doing uh, something very neat. So, you know, they always do the cool community initiatives at the mm-hmm. draft, and uh, different people get to be introduced. Actually, Tashi, who we just had on, was telling a story this morning. He was a guest picker at one of the NFL drafts a couple of years back, and he got to pick uh, Kingsley Kiki, who's no longer in the league, I don't believe. He okay. was on Houston last year, but uh, nonetheless. I love that they do this. And I give do these too. guys opportunities like this. What a thrill this would be uh, for this young man. And here we go. Who, who did the Falcons pay take at eight? They take Bijan Robinson. There he goes. The running back wow. from Texas goes at number eight. There you go, Tarek. Running backs in the first round. I mean, you know, the, you know, Henry obviously, yep. is a freak. Mark Ingram was early, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But Trent Richardson was a number three overall, yeah. and he didn't yeah. last very long. Yeah, Zeke was pretty high up there too. He was a first round draft pick. I believe you're right on that. Yeah, but uh, but in the same vein, Zeke was. He, he was he had the merit for it. Saquon yeah. was a top five pick. Saquon definitely yeah. Yeah. is it. As long as he can stay healthy, it's certainly worth it. I All haven't right. seen Texas enough. I don't know. You know, Texas is like. Uh, could I recommend YouTube and B. John Robinson. He's pretty fun. It's pretty okay, fun. so give me who is he compared to? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I saw him um, interviewed, and he asked about, like, you know, how is he as a running back? How would he describe his game? He said, I'm a weapon. Yeah. How about that for Well, look at that outfit he's rocking. He's wearing like a button at the top. The abs are out. 5'11, 215. B. John Robinson absolutely well, shredded. Wa- Here we go. Elusive right is the word that pops up. Uh, hits a gap there. Good little spin move at the line. Wow. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, good, good good face mask there. That wasn't called, but nonetheless, good if stiff you, arm nonetheless. If you can use him like Debo, right? Yeah. Where like you can put him in the backfield, you can put him in the slot. That becomes a very hard individual yeah. to stop. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. I mean that's the Aaron Jones factor. That's why Aaron Jones is different, different type of cat. Yeah, because he's dynamic like that. I mean, here we go. Here's his pass rush, pass catching. Real quick, uh, we have a trade at number nine. Chicago has traded out of pick nine back to pick ten uh, with Philadelphia, who originally had pick ten. So they just pick swap nine and ten. So Philly, the reigning NFC champions, are on the clock at number nine overall. Chicago moves back to pick number 10. So just keep that in mind here as we await the so, Eagles pick. As I watch here, you know, being a dynamic back, being able to, to you know, play in the slot and be a receiver and do all these different things, that, that changes the game in terms of wide receiver, not just a running back. Yeah. Your point is taken, though, because in the, you know, as I say, Zeke was taken first round. Well, Tony Pollard was taken what, third round? Fifth round? Yeah, later. Something like that. Yeah. And he is incredibly explosive. So 
they're there. You don't have to reach for a running back. Now, there are unique talents well, like B. John Robinson. Well, Aaron Jones and the former running back that went to Detroit were both Jamal like Williams, yeah. middle-round picks. Yeah, they were yeah. They were fourth and fifth or fifth and sixth, if my memory serves correct. That's why my point that I would not take a running back early. But that makes unless sense. you have a unique, uniquely yeah. qualified guy. Uh, but maybe this guy. I mean, he's the only running back on the board, right? The yeah. First round. No, yeah. you're right. Uh, we will uh, hit Philadelphia's pick next. We will hit Chicago's pick next. And screw it. Let's call Jim Rutledge. We'll be joined by Jim Rutledge, oh, the no. Bears fan, next. It's the Great Dane Bears Huddle Draft Edition, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brew Company in Pittsburgh. The Great Dane Huddle continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Huddle rolls on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg. Alex Stroh, former draftees, Tarek Sala and Brad Nortman. Norty are with me, and there he goes. Uh, I figured that's why Philly was trading up. Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia, goes to the reigning NFC champs, so they beef up that D-line a little bit more. Well, they, they lost the uh, their best D-lineman in free agency, I think, with the San Francisco, um, and then bring this guy in. Big, big pick. Yeah, that's a big pick. Yeah, it is. You mean shore up the middle of your defensive line, and you're already a really solid, rock-solid defense from a year ago. Uh, they signed Jalen Hurts this offseason. Man, this is, uh, is going to be a fun team. And they, yeah, I mean, what, what, talk, about, talk about really taking a strength and continuing to make it strong. I mean, they're the they're most physical offensive and defensive line in the league last year. So to bring in a guy like this, Keep him on a rookie contract. Let him throw some guys around in the middle. Man, the Eagles, they're going to be a tough out in the NFC next year. I mean, they, they got to be. I know that San Francisco is a sexy pick, too. But, man, for sure, the Eagles have to be going in as the NFC favorite, which is cool. All right. Well, here we go. Look who's on the clock and look who already has the pick in. Chicago Bears. They're here to break my heart because they're going to pick Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, aren't they? My favorite prospect in the draft is going to go to the Chicago Bears. We welcome in the residential Bears fan at this point, the former host of this program, uh, our buddy Jim Rutledge, who you hear weekdays 2-4 to four on Rutledge and Hamilton here on ESPN Madison. Jim, are the Bears about to break my heart and pick Christian Gonzalez? Or is it uh, Jackson Smith uh, Najigba? That could be oh, the no. Like oh, no. Too many weapons for a guy like Justin Fields. I don't know what uh, they're going to do. They clearly didn't like Jalen Carter because they clearly knew that the Eagles were going to take Jalen Carter there. So yeah. those red flags, which wasn't surprising to me hearing everything I heard about Jalen Carter, um, didn't seem to fit and vibe with the Bears as far as the lack of passion for football with some of the thoughts and concerns out there. So I, I don't think uh, it was very shocking that they moved on and, and didn't take Carter. What's draft night look like for a hardworking father of two like yourself, Jim Rutledge? What are you doing tonight? I got the kids to bed. I was up my wife out cleaning the, the, the bathroom uh, in the master bedroom because that's where I was watching the draft. And then you guys called. It, wait, uh, hold on. You were watching the draft in the bathroom in the master bedroom? No, in the master bedroom. I was cleaning the bathroom <laughs> in the commercial breaks to be helpful. I follow. So I that was, that's I how the, the, the evening goes for me. 
Also, I did. I was shocked. A Badger connection with the first overall pick. What's you guys the know it? No, I no. don't. Thomas Brown is the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Thomas Brown was the Badgers running backs coach with Gary Anderson. Oh, really? He was brought in. Yeah. He wasn't here very long, but he was here. He was brought in to do it. Interesting. Did not- former running back for Georgia. I'm uh, incredibly nervous for what's coming from the Bears here. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of freaking honestly, out a little I honestly bit. thought they were going to trade. When you texted me saying that uh, you're going to call me, I kind of feel like there's no trade coming, but maybe I'm wrong. Are well, they, the pick is already they, in, yeah, so I don't think scr- so. Are they taking oh, Skaronsky? Okay, okay. Jim, what are, you, what are uh, they taking, Jimmy? Yeah, real quick, who would be your dream pick right here? Um, honestly, I'd probably say Gonzalez is a pretty sweet pick. Yeah. Um, oh, he would be. Jackson Smith would be really good, too. Skaronsky's a safe pick. Like, he dominated at left tackle at Northwestern. I think he can play right tackle in the NFL. The Bears need that. In worst-case scenario, he kicks inside, and now they have an all-pro guard like Quentin Nelson for the future. What did you call him earlier today, Jim? T-Rex arm, Skaronsky? <laughs> well, I don't call him. But, yes, he apparently has a small <laughs> arm, much like Brian Bulaga and others. I don't know the proportion size, but, yes, it is funny. But it's small arms for a left tackle, but, like, good size arms for a guard. And, Tara, like, can, can you and bring this guy back down on, a little bit? Jimmy Rutledge, man. We go way back. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell tell me about tell me about the the uh, Colts pick. What what about that the, with Richardson? Is that Anthony is that, Richardson? Yeah. Is that a big reach? Yeah, yeah. Man, that's just a big that's a big swing pick. I mean, he's everything that you know. What you know, the Packers took a big swing for Jordan Love, but he was viewed as like the overall fourth best prospect uh, at quarterback position when he was drafted. The Colts are taking a big swing and a high tools guy, a guy that has everything that you could ever want out of a quarterback. And obviously the Colts are saying the problem was the Florida Pan- or the Florida Gators offensive coordinator because Richardson, I believe, scored a pretty incredibly high score on this new, uh, basically the new version of the Wonderlick test where it, right. they talk about how fast you can process things. And he was right behind Bryce Young, and Bryce Young set like a record for it. So he seems to be very smart, and I think it's really about, and it seems like nowadays – Coaches are willing to coach accuracy. You can't coach playmaking. You can't coach quick processing. He has those two things. So it's just about him getting his footwork set and getting uh, getting that consistent, and then he could be a dominant quarterback in this league. Of the next four picks. And the head coach is tw- from Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. So that would be Jalen Hurts type model. There you go. Uh, we're talking with Jim Rutledge here on the Great Dane Huddle. Alex Drove, Brad Nortman, Tarek Sala with you from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Pittsburgh. Three of the next four picks impact the NFC North. Pick 10 is Chicago. Pick 11, currently Tennessee. Pick 12, Detroit. And, of course, the pick we're all waiting for, except Jim Rutledge, pick number 13, the Green Bay Packers, as uh, they show on ESPN the Philadelphia draft party. The pick has been in. Jimmy. Do you think the Packers are picking at 13? Uh, as of now, I do. I do. If Gonzalez falls, if Smith and Jigba's still there, if Skaronsky falls, I, I think all of those are appealing picks uh, for the Green Bay Packers as Roger Goodell taking the stage. Let's listen together, Jimmy. Here's the pick. Career starts. Right. 20. Well, never mind. Uh, they already made it, but the TV is behind. So here we go. It is Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle okay. from Tennessee. That's sexy, Jim. Yeah, it is. Um, that's a guy that is a true right tackle and a guy that's been climbing up the draft boards and a guy that uh, is going to slot in to start day one. They drafted their left starting left tackle last year with the fifth-round pick, I believe, with Braxton Jones, and now they have their starting left tackle. 
on a rookie deal. They have a starting right tackle on a rookie deal. They continue to invest in Justin Fields. And so that continues to show they believe in him. I would imagine that for the rest of this draft, you're going to see a lot of defensive players because they don't really have – as bad as the Packers, for example, are on, on the wide receiver side of things. The, the Bears' D-line kind of looks like that. So uh, I would imagine there will be a lot of picks uh, tomorrow in that D-line spot. But obviously Jalen Carter was someone they didn't trust. And this guy is a prototypical right tackle, played right tackle in college. There's no projection. He's, uh, he's that guy. You said that you know this pick reflects that the Bears that they they trust and they like Justin Fields. Do you? Do you think that he's the he's the guy? I do. I mean, look, it's still he's got to make a step forward, and so his numbers were very very similar to Jalen Hurts uh, from year two, and this is Justin Fields' second year as a starter, and he didn't start a ton the first year, and he switched coaches. But his numbers are very close to Jalen Hurts and not that far off of Josh Allen's as far as passing. So this is the year for him. He needs to make a jump. But Chicago has invested D.J. Moore into him. Uh, they have uh, invested offensive line money into him. They signed a, a, right, a right guard as well. So now they have, looks like, at least two new starters on their offensive line next year. And that offensive line was pretty terrible. And they are and they invested some money in the running back position. They let David Montgomery leave, but they also invested and brought in some other running backs. So I, I do think that look, I'm as confident as him as you can be in anyone. He has not shown enough to say that he's a franchise guy, but he has shown enough that he's not that far from taking a leap to be that Jalen Hurts type or Josh Allen type quarterback next year. And, and Jim, he won the locker room, right? I mean, the guys they love him, right? He's like he's he's got all the intangibles. From what I understand. Yes, and that's not easy to do when he's got a defensive-minded coach in Coach Eberflus who wants a guy who, you know, to Tark, you know, he wants the sensibilities that you'd want in a quarterback. And by all accounts, Justin Fields is that dude is what most people say about him. Uh, He is a hard worker. He is never frantic, never scared, never looks out of his comfort zone in the huddle is what I hear. from When he's playing, he's always in control. He's always working hard. He's always even keel. He's working with receivers, uh, whether it's down in Florida or Ohio, wherever he is, he is doing that stuff. He is reaching out to DJ Moore the second that trade is done. And Ryan Poles, their GM, and Ian Cunningham, their assistant GM, are both former offensive linemen. They know what they want to see in a great quarterback. Cunningham coming from the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. And then Poles seeing Patrick Mahomes. They know that it factor for that quarterback, and they know that Justin has it. So, and look, even their quarterback coach, or excuse me, their offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, who was here with Aaron Rodgers, said that Fields has all the intangibles. So it's really about Fields getting better as a passer. And he wasn't horrendous as a passer. He just was inconsistent as a passer. He had some of the best wow throws you can see in the NFL. And he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL last year is throwing the ball down the field deep. It was the short routes and the middle routes that were throwing him off. But he was a great downfield passer last year. Well, Jim, you've got uh, you've got your right tackle in Darnell Wright from Tennessee. We appreciate you hanging out with us a little bit. Uh, we will see, man. I'm a little bit scared of what the Bears could be with with Justin Fields. He seems like he could be it. Thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. Thanks, Thanks Jim. Jimmy. Thanks for having me. That's Jim Rutledge weekdays. We went by our, and Hamilton. Uh, Bears talking time. I think we have a certain allotment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, think, we, went, we, we went yeah. way over. Uh, we went way over. We're going to try to connect with Jason Wildy next as we approach pick number 13. You can see Green Bay uh, is in the hole as the Tennessee Titans pick number 11 is in. When we come back, we're not taking another break until after the Packers pick or oh. if they trade out of the pick. 
It's go time, baby. The Great Dane Huddle draft coverage rolls on right after this. Reaction to the football weekend continues next. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. The Packers connection. Peter Skaronsky of Northwestern goes number 11 to the Tennessee Titans, which means the Packers are one pick away from selecting in this year's NFL draft. It's the Great Dane Huddle. I'm Alex Strofe alongside former draftees Brad Nortman and Tarek Sala. Oh, boy, am I getting antsy. The Detroit Lions on the clock at number 12. The Packers coming up next. And Christian Gonzalez is still on the board. I am so darn excited. And I know, I know, I know. For all of you naysayers texting in, I see them and tweeting in and YouTubing in. The Packers don't need a cornerback. I understand that. But you can never have enough good cornerbacks on your team and we don't know what eric stokes is coming off an acl we know what jair is but man christian gonzalez to me and look this is all projection you're just guessing you're taking bites at the apple to me is going to be a superstar that's what i think i love christian gonzalez i think he can he can cover man he can cover zone he can do it all inside outside i just think he is so my, so hey, impressive my only criticism about him he's not that physical they sure hit, but I think your counter to me would be he locks anybody down. Correct. Uh, and it will be interesting to see at the next level, Tarek, like how he would deal with a big-bodied receiver, maybe like a DeAndre Hopkins, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I really think – but you have Jair, right? Think about that cornerback room if you add a guy like Christian Gonzalez, who, I just, think is, who I just think is terrific. So if we'll he, see. If he's available and they don't take him, will you be upset? Depending uh, on who they, I guess who they take. No, if they take a tight end or a wide receiver <clears throat> because I think those are bigger needs yeah. than obviously cornerback. But – uh, I, I think they trade out of it. The Lions have wasted no time. No. Uh, the pick is in for Detroit right ahead of Green Bay here at number 12. And as mentioned, uh, the last couple picks, Chicago picked at 10. They took Darnell Wright from Tennessee, the offensive tackle. Another offensive lineman goes 11 to Tennessee, Peter Skaronsky. So could that be an indication of where things are headed, right? The offensive linemen start to fall off the board a little bit. But there's not a ton left. Broderick Jones from Georgia is the only other offensive lineman that's really heavily regarded, uh, you know, in the top maybe 20 prospects that's available. So could the Lions go O-line? Could they go quarterback with Will Levis? It's going to be interesting to see. This could be Christian Gonzalez. He could stay in the NFC North, which would make me very, very sad. How about that? That would be two cornerbacks in a row for NFC North opponents trying trying to lock down these uh these different receivers out there the pick is in Goodell on the stage where do the lions go what they took a running back at 12 overall jameer gibbs from alabama goes number 12 does deandre swift still exist wow what is going on here that is a shocker Whoa! As Jameer Gibbs, who I, a lot of people like him, don't get me wrong, and he, he's a very good running back and a really solid season at Alabama, but I did not see that coming at number 12 overall. But with that said, fellas, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Wow. With lots of options. Lots of options. All right, so just to recap, my favorite prospect in the draft, Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback from Oregon is uh, is available. 
Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky. That would be a shocker. Is available. Dal- would- Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah, is available. Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver from Ohio State, is available. What will Brian Gutekunst and the Green Bay Packers do at pick number 13? You're with us. We're going to find out together here on the Great Dane Huddle. I'm Alex Strofe, Brad Nortman, Tarek Sala with you from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Pittsburgh. Let's take some stabs at it. Brad Nortman, I'll start with you. I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. This is the guy that all along I thought would be the best pick for them. Yeah. Everything about what I hear is just he's going to be an elite NFL receiver and just give Jordan Love more weapons, more wide receivers, everything that you can do to help him feel comfortable. Jackson Smith and Jigba. If you would have told me the Packers were walking away with him, I would have said, do it. Well, what's the old saying, Brad, right? You, you do for the next guy as you wouldn't for the last guy. The Packers haven't selected a wide receiver in the first round since Javon Walker, right? I mean, when they needed a wide receiver in the first round, they picked Jordan Love in 2020, and they went defense in 21 and 22 for Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they'll do it for Jordan Love here with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Tarek Sala, what do you think the Packers do here at pick number 13? God, I'm I'm debating between offensive tackle and and the defensive end, Lucas Van Ness, yeah, another guy to oh, yeah. Iowa, to, yeah, to to compliment Rashawn. But I don't know, I, and I feel I also feel you could trade down, but there's a lot of you know that yeah. receiver is definitely attractive. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, man, they're taking their time here. Yeah, they really are. Under four minutes uh, left on the clock here for the Packers, and I don't blame them, man. This is a, this is a tricky situation. I would not trade back if I was the Packers. You have your pick of the litter. Right here, right? Christian Gonzalez, who I've said all week, I I love him. I don't expect him to be there at 13 is there, which really throws a wrench into my plans. But who knows? The pick is in for the Green Bay Packers. But we are in a commercial break on ESPN TV, so it'll be a little bit before we find out who the Packers select. I am so amped up. That means the Packers are picking at 13, by the way. No trade. What are they going to do? I think there's a lot of talent in this draft. I mean, there is. I mean, I don't know. Man, I tell you what, I, I give I gave Tausch the analogy of reach and safety school. I think they got a whole bunch of reaches that they can go for. That guys that they did not think were going to be here. Yeah. That you look at and say, you know, same way if you put your application into Harvard and they say, oh my gosh, I got in. It's an option. There are a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys on this list that could be Harvards for for the Packers. So, Nordy, the analogy king. Come on now. So I don't know. I'm, I'm eager to see. And I'm almost wondering. You know, the the pick has gone semi predictable. The the different picks yeah, in the draft so far. You know, the the Lions one most recently was the most recent strange pick. It almost like shook me out of my 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 mentality of expectation here. That what if the Packers go with a weird pick? Like kind of what I asked uh, Jason Wildy. Like what if they pick someone that's out of the right. out of the ordinary? You never know. That's what makes that's what makes reading names so exciting. You just do not know what the commissioner is going to say next. Oh my goodness! We are waiting on the arrival of the com- uh, the commissioner uh, to see who it is for the Green Bay Packers at pick number thirteen. Will it be a wide receiver? Will it be a tight end? Will it be defense? Brian Gutekunst has been the general manager of the Packers for five drafts, not counting this one. He has made seven first round selections. Six of those picks have been defense. The only offensive player Brian Gutekunst has selected in the first round, well, his name is Love. 
Uh, the other six selections he's made in the first round have been defense. Three of those six picks have been from the University of Georgia, ironically enough. So it's 50% of his defensive picks. As we – oh, yeah. my goodness, am I getting you impatient. You know, Belichick was, was notorious or famous for, you know, saying, hey, I win between the second and fifth round. Yeah. That's where I get my guys. If I get a guy in the first round that is that difference maker, that's great. But that's where – and he'd always load up on those middle picks. Now, he had Brady to lean on. Right. But he, he built a, a really big core. I know it's not sexy, Strofer, but, I mean, loading up those picks in the round, that's how you win championships. Well, here right. we go. Back in Kansas City as we await the commissioner and, and Hunter Vaughn back in the ESPN Madison studios. I'm just telling you, when he's on the stage, you just turn it up, I'll shut up until the pick is made. Oh, boy. I am very... Very nervous. Darkness has set. I do not want them to screw this up. As the Packers moved up two picks earlier this week in the Aaron Rodgers trade with the New York Jets. Here's the commissioner. Where are the Packers going to go at this point? Do they add another receiver? Do they go offensive line or on the defensive side? Let's go and hear from Roger Goodell about what is next in Green Bay, a new era as they move on from Aaron Rodgers. Here we go. Pick number 13, the Green Bay Packers. In the 2023 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Lucas Van Ness. Wow, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. It's not a bad pick, but Goody once again goes defense, a defensive end from Iowa. You called it, Tarek. Nicely done. I I like Lucas Van Ness. I mean, he's a stud. He played really well at Iowa. It's just, again, once again, very on brand for Brian Gutekunst, not the very sexy pick that maybe uh, Packers fans have longed for and wanted because he's not a, you know, he's not he's not a wide receiver, a tight end. But he's in Wisconsin, is Lucas Van Ness. He's in Fontana, Wisconsin. I have no idea where the hell that is, but a uh, little Wisconsin ties then. That's good. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised. I am too. I'm surprised. I... Man, he's big. 6'5", 272, defensive end. Yeah, Big man. 10 guy, Big 10 football. Look, and, and Iowa produces some really great talent, particularly in the trenches. This is a guy that I look at, and it's probably no chance, chance he busts, right? He's just going to go in there. He'll make plays. He'll be, you probably put him in there right away and make an immediate contribution. It's just not It's not what you were hoping for. Not what I was hoping for. I know that much. Well, right. I mean, I think we all were hoping for a sexy splash pick that would help Jordan Love because the wide receiver room consists of Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samori Toure, and other people you've never heard of. The tight end room consists of Josiah DeGuara and Tyler Davis, who I don't think Tyler has heard of Tyler Davis. That's so, the tight end room? That's tight end room. That's it. And they go defense. Uh, again, now six, now eight. Uh, eight picks in the first round for Brian Gutekunst in six drafts. Seven of his eight picks have been defense. The only offensive pick he's made in the first round is Jordan Love. Wow. That's crazy. They, they, he must be seeing some things out of their offensive weapons that we're not seeing. Alternatively, they're just confident in the rounds you were talking about, rounds two through five, the yeah. depth of the tight end room. Perhaps there's some more wide receivers they think they can snag in round two and three. We have the two two second round draft picks yep. tomorrow night will be a very important night yeah i i just feel like i don't know the packer defense <laughs> particularly the front seven they needed a i don't know another boost something le- leadership i don't know if they see the character in the guys the toughness they, they weren't very tough i uh, i felt i know i don't know campbell was hurt devon you know uh, yeah, yeah Devontae campbell. 
and I think Quay Walker was kind of like always ch- chasing. He was always step behind. Yeah. And you got to give him confidence because he has the ability to be a great linebacker. He just can't be the leader right away. I think he's got to grow into that. And that defense needed needed to be bolstered. Um, Nordy sneezed a little bit. God bless you. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if that's, I think that's the take is that this guy's going to help s- stable that front seven. Yeah, I I really thought this was the year they were going to make a sexy splash in the like, first round. Your guy, it's all, what, like you got you got Stokes, right? I, I get the ACL. I, I, no, but, no, right, Gonzalez. I didn't expect him to be here in the first place. I'm fine. It wasn't Gonzalez, but really, Tarek, what I'm shocked by is that Goody understands his legacy pick is Jordan Love, right? And Jordan Love is going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2023. Who the hell is he going to throw the ball to besides Christian Watson? That's what I don't understand, right? And as much as I would have been jumping up and down, excited about Christian Gonzalez, I don't know what Goody's going to do to help Jordan Love be a good quarterback in 2023. Well, it's going to happen here in the second and third and fourth rounds. they gotta, they got to load up there. I, I, they, and they've made some great picks over the years, right? Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, et cetera, we're all, we're all second-day picks. But year look, one, Jordan Love needs to look good this year. He does. He, he has a much shorter clock than everyone else does. How much do you want to bet that Aaron Rodgers is sitting back with a scotch right now and thinking typical Packers? Typical. They had typical. an opportunity to take Jackson Smith and Jigba, and they pick some unexpected defensive player. Good well, luck, Jordan. Yeah. I mean, I agree, wow. though, but it's, it's, it's vital. You cannot discount how important it is to have studs in the trenches, right? You see it with San Francisco. You see it with Philadelphia. You see it, it is a winning formula. It's just, I am just shocked how much Goody has leaned into that. All these drafts, right, of focusing on that in the first round. And every year, it becomes more and more of an offensive league. Every year. And, and to not stockpile weapons when given the opportunity is a, it's a shock. I, I, I would have preferred Smith and Jigba. That's me. I would have too. I would have, I would have preferred offense. Honestly, offensive line. But nonetheless, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and and, and kill the kid, right? No. I, don't, I don't know a ton about him. Lucas Van S, six foot two seventy, six foot five. Excuse me, two seventy five. He's an Illinois guy. Went to high school at Barrington High School in Illinois. Played three seasons at the University of Iowa. Uh, he redshirted his true freshman season, so he's really only coming off his redshirt sophomore season. He's only twenty one <laughs> years old. Will turn twenty two this summer. So he's young. He's big. He's got a great body. He's quick. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he's won a couple awards in the Big Ten over the course of his career. I, I think it's a fine pick. He's a guy that's been, you know, blasting up the draft charts this whole week. But again, once again, in typical Brian Gutekunst fashion, it is not the the sweet, sexy, savvy pick on the offensive side of the ball that will help your quarterback, as he hasn't made in the last six years at the helm of the Packers. That's uh, that's it. Lucas Van Ness, the defensive end from Iowa, who the Packers selected number 13. We'll continue the reaction right after this. It's the Great Dane Huddle, the draft edition, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg. Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Pittsburgh, Alex Stroh, former draftees, Brad Nortman Nordy, as Tausche nicknamed him, and Tarek Sala, 
with me, and we are lucky to be joined now from this time, 1265 Lombardi Avenue, Lambeau Field, by the great Jason Wilde, who you hear weekday mornings alongside Tausche. I'm Wilde and Tausche from 9 to noon. Jason, let's just start with this. Lucas Van S is the pick, the defensive end from Iowa. Your reaction is? Uh, young guy, such a Packers pick. Uh, played at Iowa, lots of potential, scratching the surface of how good he can be. And he plays on defense. Incredibly, this is their fourth straight first-round pick to be used on defense and 12th out of their last 13 first-round picks. The only offensive player taken in that group, Jordan Love, yep. in 2020 at number 26. They picked defensive guys, and yet their defense is always not quite good enough, which is a little bit odd. Yeah, that is a little bit odd. Let's take that sample size down even smaller, though, Jason, right? This is the sixth draft that Brian Gutekunst has been in charge. Seven of his eight picks have been defense, and this, again, uh, follows suit on that. And I really thought this was the year they would do to the next guy as they didn't for the last, and they would go offense. So now my question is, who the hell is Jordan Love going to throw the ball to next year? Uh, Bo Melton and Jeff Cotton. Uh, or the other two wide receivers that are on their roster besides the three that were drafted. I mean, look, this is, again, it extends the streak now. Uh, 2002, the last time they drafted a wide receiver in the first round in Javon Walker. I mean, this is is what they do. Goody, uh, I think, really liked this guy. I'm not surprised that they took him at all. He was on my list, which, you know, I'm not always uh, right, and I don't always have the guy that they actually pick on my list, but this one certainly is. Um, this is not a surprise pick. It fills a need. They Not only is Rashawn Gary coming off of an ACL, but you know I didn't think Preston Smith had a great year last year. Uh, I don't expect him to be with this team uh, beyond this season, kind of like David Bakhtiari. And so, you know, they had some other options, to be sure, but uh, once again, choosing... Uh, a defensive player instead of an offensive skill position player. So, Jason, are you you saying this guy is he an outside linebacker or is he the like a four eye technique uh, defensive end? Yeah. So they so th- so they played him inside and outside, but on the defensive line. We'll hear what Goody has to say here coming up. But uh, he projects as an edge rusher. He projects as a as an outside linebacker. Now, look, he's two hundred and seventy two pounds. He's six five. So. You know, they play a lot of sub packages, and you know this having played defense and gotten after the quarterback, at least before you became a fullback. Um, you know, it's all, it's tomato, tomato, right? Like defensive end, outside linebacker, they're basically the same when you're in a, in a sub package. So I think this pick really makes sense. They have to have somebody that can get after the quarterback, though. And if you look at their defense, I know people like to point out that they simplified things and made it uh, a little bit simpler and easier for their defense. Uh, They also had to blitz more after Rashawn Gary got hurt. They needed to generate pass rush without him. Adding Van Ness certainly gives them a guy that's capable of that. Jason, before the pick, I asked, you know, what are the odds that the the Packers go with a guy that's, I use the term sort of brand brand name, and I don't know if this falls into that category, but what are the odds that we're surprised by this pick and, and we don't go with a guy who is, you know, that's just been peppering the different mock drafts out there. Does this count? Does this count as a guy that is a surprise to you? Or, or is this, you know what, this is sort of in the wheelhouse of, of possibilities that you anticipated? 
this is a total Packers pick, right? I mean, this is. Like, you know, I, I thought that there was a chance, and I know the Jets pick is in. I don't know if it's been announced yet. It is but not. I thought there was a chance that they would go wide receiver because think- even if you're if you're excited about those guys they have now, they still need more receivers. And they didn't. They went defense, and I'm not surprised in the least. Do you think the Jets will pick Jackson Smith and Ajigba? I hope so, because that makes things interesting, that's for sure. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, the pick is in, but it has not been announced yet. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. Yeah, I look, the, the Packers have, and, and we'll see what happens tomorrow night, but they, they, need, they need weapons. Still. Yeah, uh, they def- definitely need passing game weapons, and so you know they've got to get a tight end tomorrow, in my opinion. And they had the three top tight ends all come in for visits. This does feel like it's really early uh, to pick a tight end, so I'm anxious to see who the Jets take because they did need uh, an offensive tackle. And if you look at who is gone in this draft, uh, Paris Johnson Jr. gone. Darnell Wright, gone. Peter Skaronsky, gone. And then Broderick Jones went in that 14th pick, which was in between the pick that the Jets had and the Jet, the pick that the Jets have after the pick swap. So if Joe Douglas was really hoping to get a left tackle uh, that could plug and play, uh, it would appear, and I don't know, maybe they picked somebody that I didn't have in the top five. Uh, maybe they go that here, but I don't think so. I think the best tackle's uh, to be taken are already off the board. Well, here you go, Jason. We'll let you go on the note of who the Jets picked. It is Will McDonald the fourth from Iowa State, the outside linebacker. Right, well, so Aaron Rodgers can't get a first-round wide receiver no matter who he plays. <laughs> no matter where he goes, he just can't get what he wants. Jason, talking to Goody, we'll be keeping an eye on that, and we'll listen to you tomorrow morning, 9 to noon, with Tausche on Wildey and Tausch. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Thanks, Take Wilde. care. Be good. The great Jason Wildey awaiting the arrival of uh, Brian Gutekunst to the podium as we await more arrival of Roger Goodell to the podium to read more names, which Brad Nortman, Nordy, just loves. We've got another hour left of this program. we got a lot more reaction. It's now your time to get in, 844-770-3776. You fired up about Lucas Van Ness? You pissed off about Lucas Van Ness? We want to hear from you on the text line, on the call line. Whatever you got, bring it for us. 844-770-3776. It's the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg. Everybody, huddle up. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. With former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman and Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Alex Strofe. All right, hour four of the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Pittsburgh. I'm Alex Strofe alongside former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman. Alongside the all-time sacks leader at the University of Wisconsin, former NFL, what would now be referred to as an edge rusher, yep. and fullback, fullback. Tarek Sala. Ed Knight. 
at night. <laughs> Edge rusher by day, fullback I'm, by night. I'm fluid, dude. Whatever dude, it yeah, takes, you, just don't no, cut, don't you, cut me. You're not fluid. You're talented. Oh, you're well, multi-talented. You. Just don't cut me. That's my deal. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that would be a back of my jersey. Don't cut me. Man. Yeah, right. Don't hate me. No, don't yeah. cut me for, <laughs> uh, for, for Tarek Salah. So we were talking a little bit off the air, fellas. And, and Tarek, you made the comment, which you're correct with. Uh, the Packers have done great in the middle rounds, right? Traditionally and historically, they have done really well in the mid rounds. Yep. I, because I, because I was probably bitching a little bit too much about how they didn't draft a wide receiver. Um, I just I, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine last night that that's sticking in my head right now, and that was essentially Goody would not be on the hot seat this year if they went three and fourteen, and he was making the case he would be. And I said he'll be able to see the rebuild through, right? Like Jordan loves his guy. But he has nobody to throw to. And my buddy responds to me, well, whose fault is that? I said, well, that's actually a very good point. If Jordan Love looks bad, is that on Goody? Or is that on Jordan Love? Well, I, I do think he's got two years. I think it's not this year. It's next year. And I was arguing this. Uh, Jesse Nelson and I were uh, taking, I think, Rutledge's uh, spot. And I'm like, if you're him... You almost want to get rid of Aaron so that you could claim this rebuild in order to buy yourself a couple more years. Yeah. Because if you keep Aaron and you come up in the same spot you did last year, it's just underwhelming because you're going all in again and just you're you're not getting it done, and it'd be easy to fire him. Now it's hard to fire him because you're like, hey, it's a rebuild, and Love's got this, and, and all of a sudden he's not the guy. I guess – I mean – are you going to hold him accountable to that, or are you going to, you know, give, you know, I, I just think he's got at least two years. Love, love can't, just can't be a one-year deal with Love. It's got to be two years. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I mean, he's been in the building for three years already. So I do think that the normal patience level that you have with a quarterback you not have with Jordan Love. Now, with that being said, I, I don't think there's an expectation that he is out there and he's playing at a top 10 quarterback level, right? I, I just don't think that's the case. He's, he's going to go through ups and downs. But I do think that the timeline for him to say, okay, like let's see something on the field, has shrunk considerably to just someone that was drafted tonight, let's say, and say, Let, let's see something. I would say, and a Packers, and it, this too, a Packers rebuild it shouldn't look like a three and fourteen that right. year. Like the way this team is built, um, the Packers rebuild should be like a five hundred year, right? So similarly I, to what I, they I were last year. I'm really so, concerned though by that because you know you have an offensive line that that's questionable, interior there's no, especially. Right? There's, yeah. there's there's no tight ends. There's no wide receivers. Who the, who's the wide receiver? The, Christian, Christian Watson's the number one. And I love Christian Watson. Well, I think he's going to be a really nice piece. Romeo Dobbs, who they drafted last year in the mid-round. Still work in progress. Samori Toure was a seventh-round pick last year. Okay. And then the guys that Jason Wildey mentioned who I've never heard of. Bo Melton, somebody else. Yeah. So they are a, fi- a 500 team right now. Yeah. At best. At best. And I, 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 Brad, I love the optimism, but I... I, look, I like Jordan Love. I really like that pick in 2020. I, I, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I'm not going to sit here and tell like you. I don't like the pick, be... but I, I'm encouraged about I, – I don't think that I, – I, I would never have – looking back, I would not have taken that pick. No, I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. I, I'm just saying that I don't think – I don't see this as a three-win football team. They're not so depleted that they're just going to come out there and just get run over like some of these terrible teams like we see at the top of the draft pick tonight. I just don't see that. I don't see that I as far as – 
What is careful. going on? I'm a little worried. Uh, sorry, total side note. Washington just picked Emmanuel Forbes, the cornerback from Mississippi State. What's going on with Christian Gonzalez? I think they think he's soft. Why is my guy free fall? They heard you liked him, and they said, oh, my gosh, we got to run. Yeah, and Jackson Smith and Jigba still hasn't been picked. I mean, this is a we- this is shaking out weirder than I thought. And the, and the draft always this does. Right? Levis is shaping up to be another Aaron Rodgers right here. He, I, I mean, he, he is free falling because yeah. nobody nobody coming up needs a, needs a quarterback, right? Like, let's look at the next couple picks. New England's here at 17 as they traded with Pittsburgh earlier for pick number 14. New England doesn't need a quarterback unless they go Levis here, but I think they still like Mac Jones. There were some rumors in the offseason, and they quickly enter the pick. There were some talks in the offseason they didn't like Mac Jones, and they wanted to trade him, and he kind of lost the locker room, but I don't think that's a Belichickian move. The no. draft Will Levis here at 17. Nope. At 18, they have Goff, which is Detroit. The Detroit Lions are at 18. They have Goff. Tampa Bay could go quarterback at 19, maybe. But that's really the only spot I could see Levis falling in the next three picks. First statement. Wow. I am blown away. I'm blown away. It is uh, the great Dane Huddle, special draft night edition. Your way in is 844-770-3776. Thomas and Madison on the text line says, I am very whelmed by this pick. Not overwhelmed, (laughs) not underwhelmed, just whelmed. I don't really know what that means. Does, is whelm by itself have a, have a meaning? He's voice texting or something. I don't know. Whelmed. I don't think that's a word. But I know what he, the thing is, I'm not sure it's a word, but I know what he's saying. It's yeah. the same thing as Wilde. It's just meh. Yeah, it's just like this is, this is what you should expect. So, right? This is how they build the team. Now, go back to your Gonzalez guy. Sorry to get off yeah, the okay. tangent. But, you know, I watched the, some of the highlights. I watched him, and I'm like, oh, wow, ath- athlete, really covers well, all that stuff. But then I watched Witherspoon from Illinois. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, that's a dude, man. Like, he is he, a dude. He's like, yeah. he's physical. Well, he, he picked off Mertz twice this year. Really? That yeah. Month? And, and, and Paul Chris final game. I'm sure he's not alone. There's some other people. <laughs> um, but he just seemed like a physical presence leader where Gonzalez was very athletic. Well, here's the New England okay. pick. I imagine it won't be Levis. It is not. There Christian we go. Oh. Christian. Bill Belichick. It's Christian Gonzalez. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Bill Belichick just drafted a future pro football Hall of Famer in Christian Gonzalez. Oh, damn it. Classic Belichick. Damn it. I knew that was coming. That makes sense. I mean, it makes a ton of sense, doesn't it? And now we're going to watch. They're going to force us to watch the highlights of what Brian Gutekunst missed out on. I'm sorry. I'm very biased. I love him. Uh, played, played college ball at Colorado and then transferred over to, to Oregon. And he is just, man. Boy, he's tight think, on those receivers. Yeah, huh? he, he gives no space. He's quick. And, and to Tarek's point, he's not terribly physical. Um, and he doesn't do great. But here's like a big wide receiver when he was playing uh, against Colorado. Uh, as a member of Oregon, and I don't know, man. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't need to be as physical because he's so tall and rangy, and he runs so well. I mean, he just and he's quick. He looks incredibly instinctive. He is. You know, he is. he's long, long levered too. Yeah, first uh, man. I'm. Uh, what could have been? Yeah, and he goes to New England of all. Pl- like he could have gone to any other team, Brad. Yeah, and I'd be like, ah, yeah. it's whatever. It's whatever. Oh man, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. The Packers select defensive end from Iowa. They stay in the Big Ten. And he actually was in Wisconsin when he was picked. Lucas Van Ness up on Lake Geneva after further research huh. is, where, uh, is where Lucas Van Ness was celebrating. So maybe at like a family cabin or something. Down uh, on Lake where, Geneva, Stroke. Is, is that south of us? Yes, that's near the Illinois border. Wisconsin geography, not my, not my forte, admittedly. Thank you, Hunter. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> as Detroit now on the clock once again. Um, 
and we will see. So uh, Detroit went Jameer Gibbs, the running back, with their first pickup at pick 12, uh, which started the night started with Houston picking at 12. Then it went to Arizona. Arizona then traded it to Detroit, and, and Detroit picked a running back in Jameer Gibbs. So we'll see what the other NFC North team is. Uh, we'll do here at pick number 18. The draft over half over now. And, uh, man, I, I have a feeling the Packers might trade back into the first round. Now, that would be a, a thrill. They have picked 42 and 45 in the second round. You package those together, which doesn't feel very Gutekunst-like. But I also wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. It, it just depends. It depends on how high they have these guys. We, we know they need another receiver. We know they need a tight end. Yeah. Can, do they have a third-round draft pick? Well, they do. Okay. Can you, can you get a quality tight end in the third round? Potentially, yeah, take I think your twos. That's maybe where a guy like a guy. that's maybe where like a guy like Sam Laporta drops. Yeah. I don't know if he falls that far. That's the Iowa tight end. I, I don't know if he falls to the third. I don't know, but I don't know. I just feel underwhelmed as a Packers fan. But this yeah. is not abnormal for Gutekunst's draft style, right? Like I, I, I've never felt like whoa, that's a home run pick since his very first draft pick, which was Jair Alexander. I guess I always felt like. We were going defense for the Packers draft picks because you have Aaron Rodgers there, and he should be able to cover up all of your blemishes. Right. Right? But now he's no longer there, and you would think that you would want to surround your young quarterback with as many weapons as possible. That's obvious. And maybe, maybe his whole philosophy is maybe not quite the whole best available type thing, but if, if the defense is so stout, which I feel like we've been talking about for years, right? Defense should be good. Defense should be good. And it's just, they're not awful, but they're not great. They're yeah. not great. Yeah. If, you, if you can be the type of defense that's top 10 and you only need to score 20 points to win a football game, well, I mean, that also makes your job as a quarterback much easier. But it, it's not the splash you were hoping for. Oh, I, think, I think the top, top of the second, how, where, where are they in the second round? Uh, they're pick 42, so it's pick 13 in the second. All right, I think they'll get a guy that's pretty dynamic there. I think they'll get a they'll, they'll get a receiver. Yeah, tight I think end you're right. That's going to be. Fine. They'll go offense there, and then they have pick forty five as well. So it know, does three it does, picks and four. It does seem like there's a lot of receivers that are second round graded out. Yeah. So you could you could get quality there. We you could see. you could Tarek Sala. You're gonna you're gonna leave us. So give us your closing statement. Packers go, Lucas Van S. Anything else stand out from you from uh, what we've seen in the first round so far? No, I mean, you know, I think this, you know, Will Levis drop, dropping, I think, is going to be interesting down the road. That's your here. guy. Yeah. He I mean, might go here at 18 to the Lions. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. You know, but you're, if you're going to make a run, and they're and that, that coach, I know, uh, is a passionate guy. Dan Campbell, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to undercut Goff at this point. Yeah, I go back and forth on that. And uh, our, our usual coach during the football season, Derek Engler, he played with Dan Campbell. Yeah. And. You know, he, he, I don't know. He works he, so hard, and he's genuine, and he gets the buy-in, and he's got he's got momentum. All of a sudden, you bring this in, you got this cloud. Now you're gonna have to, Goff's gonna have to be questioned every week. You know, I I think they they have to go and bolster what they have and, and go forward. But I could be wrong. Tampa sounds like a perfect pick for Levis. Um, I just think I want I'm a more pick guy. I I, I would, I mean I. I'm all about trading down and getting more picks, but and that, and that's for the Packers. But right now, you take what you have, and I think there's at least 
you know, between the two second round and third round, you get two wide receivers and a tight end, or you get a wide receiver, tight end, and tackle. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get offensive linemen. I think you know, right there. Um, yeah. What do we think of? Uh, is it Michael Tom? Is that Wake Forest kid that we got in the offensive line? Uh, Zach Tom. Zach Tom. So. He had a pretty good year, right? It, it, was he okay? He was fine. I mean, it was a rookie year, right? Yeah. Like he lost some battles for sure. But he seems like like if you get another guy like that, that could be, you know, dynamic, could play guard center. I don't know. You know, I, I think it's gonna be hard to find a left tackle in this at that point. But maybe there's someone out. Maybe there's someone in there. We That's will why see. They do their job. We will you know? see. Jackson Smith and Jigba, a Flowers, two wide receivers, two top wide receivers, according to Mel Kiper Jr., both still on the board. Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky who likes mayonnaise and his coffee, is still on the board. Nolan Smith, the top-ranked defensive player, the outside linebacker from Georgia. I thought maybe that's where Goody was going to go because he loved the Georgia defense. Yeah. And then Dalton Kincaid, uh, the tight end from Utah, the top five available for Mel Kiper Jr. Tarek. Thank, Thank you. you, my friend. Thanks Appreciate for stopping by. It's been a fun Thank three you, and a half guys. hours. Of fun. We'll Appreciate talk to you it. soon, I'm sure. Tarek Sala going to leave us. Me and Brad Nortman will still hang out with you. Uh, we roll on right after this. More reaction from you, 844-770-3776. Coming up right after this on the Great Dane Huddle. Reaction to the football weekend continues next. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Huddle rolling on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg. I'm Alex Strofe alongside former Badger, former NFL punter, former draftee of the Carolina Panthers, my guy Norty, Brad Nortman with me. Tarek Sala just took off. I don't know. It's probably past his bedtime to be real honest with you, but uh, good to have Tarek with us the last three and a half hours. Good to have you with us the last three and a half hours. Andrew and Madison has a question. Or a comment, maybe a little bit of both for you here uh, on the text line. Okay. Uh, Andrew says, at Brad Dortman, we still have Joe Barry as our defense coordinator. This defense will be middle of the road at best, and only so because they'll have one or two really good games against crap teams. Get rid of Joe, get rid of Goody, and maybe we'll finally get to five or six wins in 2024. Your response to Andrew is? Wow, that's pessimistic. It sure is. I don't, I, look, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't mistake the fact that Joe Barry still being the defensive coordinator is a surprise. I was I was talking last year on how that would be an easy move for Lafleur yeah. to be able to flex his coaching muscle and get someone in there that can really put a scheme together that can put this group that is full of talent. Right, we've talked about first round talent across the board. Totally, um, to be able to get them above the level they should be. So I don't doubt that. I just. I just believe there was a lot of toxicity, as good as Rodgers was, right? There was a lot of toxicity in the building because of that. Maybe this allows Lafleur to open up a little bit. Look, if we're going to stick with an analogy, this is like the group project <laughs> that everybody just relied on the star pupil and then just, like, relaxed, right? Sure. But now the star pupil is gone. Everybody needs to raise their level of intensity, sense of urgency, and their ability to do it. That means, that means Lafleur calling and the OC calling good game plans. 
putting love in their ability to succeed. I, I don't think that he's going to be as bad as everybody thinks he is. I, I don't think he's going to be great. I don't think he's going to be top ten. But I think he's going to be serviceable. I, I think you're right, and Brad. But I, 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 my, my issue with love isn't even with love. It's with the offensive weapons he has around him, right? The lack thereof, you know. I, and again, this is not a knock on a guy like Christian Watson, who I think is a, going to be a really good NFL wide receiver. But can he be a true number one in year two? I, call me pessimistic. Go ahead, but I, I just don't think so. And it, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally understand that, and I agree. I just think when you look at when you look at the teams that finish, you know. Four wins and worse. They're awful. Awful. Yeah. You, I mean, you circle them on the schedule. You're putting them at one, you know, noon on Sundays. And, the, the, you know, before the days of good Thursday night football, they're the terrible Thursday night football. I was on some of those teams that went 3-13, and 13, and they are terrible. Yeah. I just don't think the Packers are that bad. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. Do, do not get me wrong. I think a 500 season, I would take that today given the roster and where I think we are in the rebuilding process. I just don't think, you know, 3 and 14, 4 and 13, 4 and 13 that just 5 and 12. It just doesn't I, I don't I don't think that's the case with this roster. I could be wrong. It's a competitive league. I hope you're right. But I I just I don't think they're that far off. I hope you're right. I I don't feel that way though. Because if that's the case, buckle up for about a 4-year rebuild. Forget yeah. about a 2-year rebuild. I yeah. mean, if if you are a if you're a 3 and 14 team, you are not close. And I mean not close at all. And that is not something that you can just flip on and be way better. A playoff team the next yeah, year. Yeah, you just got to change the punter, right? Yeah, that's right. Change the punter, and you will be <laughs> Super Bowl bound. The script is out there. The formula is there. What are you waiting on, Goody? What are you waiting on? Amazing. Hunter Vaughn, a producer back in the ESPN Madison studio. How are you holding in there, Hunter? How are we doing? We're making it. A lot of caffeine. It's been a long four hours, but we're making it. Yeah. Hoping for yeah, the that- Cowboys to... Maybe get one of these wide receivers that have fallen. So Cowboys are picking where, buddy? 26. 26 they've mm. got. All right. Will we still be on the air when they pick? Probably not because that's <laughs> how my luck works. Chance to really show that I know some football, my favorite team, talk about them on the air, and they'll, we'll end at 25. Yeah, you're probably right. No, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll promise you this, actually, Hunter. If, if we are at pick 25 and we're supposed to sign off, we'll stick through for you. That work? Yes, until the hall monitor finds out. No, I have per- I have permission to go as long as I want from the hall monitor. We're good. Oh, we're good. We're good in that front. Okay. So I I, I kind of want to stick all the way through thirty one, but I kind of don't. I, I don't know. I, I, I the way the, the reason I do want to stick through is because I think the Packers could trade up, but that could just be me wanting them to trade up because I want a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah. I, what I you, honestly I, wouldn't be surprised if we get down into those mid twenties and there's still a couple of guys there that the Packers trade up. Has, a wide receiver has not been taken yet, right? Zay correct. Flowers and Jackson Smith and Jigba are both still there. That's so, correct. And a tight end hasn't been picked either. Um, but you know it would be very goody. Will Levis is still on the board. Oh, no. I don't think so. Either. That's a fireable offense. If you're gonna, if is you're, it? If you're gonna, yeah, if you're going to take it, that means, that means you should have held on to Rodgers. Jordan Love wasn't a fireable offense. I mean, I, but, get it, I, but, get, I get it's different. Yeah, but. given the circumstances, if you're handing the keys over to Love and you take a first-round quarterback, you should have just kept Rodgers for another couple of years and ran it back. Here we go. We already have the number. Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guess. Lucas Van Ness will wear what number for the Green Bay Packers, Brad? I might have peeked at your phone. Oh, did you? Okay, Hunter, Hunter, do you know the answer? I don't. 
I'm well, I don't want you to guess that. Okay. Uh, 12. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that was good, Hunter. Not bad. Uh, no, that is incorrect, by the way. Nobody will ever wear that again for the Packers. Uh, number 90, you're correct, Brad. You yeah. peaked. Um, I did. I cheated. He, he, will, he will wear the B.J. Raji number. And if he's as good as B.J. Raji, who was a first-round pick for the Packers, we'll be happy. He scored a touchdown in an NFC Championship game that the Packers won, the last NFC Championship game that the Packers won. So uh, we will see. Lucas Van Ness will wear number 90 for the Packers. Now, here's a fun little note for you. He wore 91 in college. Preston Smith currently wears number 91 for the Packers. Smith offered to sell number 91 to Lucas Van Ness already tonight. This oh, already wow. happened in the last few hours. Wow. And uh, Van Ness went ahead and declined and said he will wear number 90 for the Packers. So that's fun. Yeah. It's a fun little fin- story. Financially for prudent right there, some might say. Got to save uh, that money. Yeah, that's right. The rookie deal? You don't know how long. You're, you never know how long you'll be in the league. I, I will say, given all of the draft capital we've spent on the defense, this is going to sound obvious. It needs to be better. Like that. That is. I know we talk about all these different ways that we can help Jordan Love be comfortable on the offensive side of the ball, offensive line, weapons, all that. Great. He, he will be judged not only on what he does on the field, but winning. Right? Can yeah. we win football games? Yeah. And a defense, a great defense, gives him good field position. Maybe you only have to score 21 points as opposed to 30. That goes a long way. So, look, the microscope is on Jordan Love this year. Gosh, the microphone or the microscope might be just as much on the defense. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I, I tend to agree. Uh, will Levis, by the way, still on the board, which is absolutely wild to me. Um, I don't know where he's going to go. He's sweating in the green room. He's, he's the only guy left. There's a lot of talk about Seattle drafting a guy and you know building. Him but didn't up they just resign Geno? Yeah, but it's like a three-year deal, kind of like two years, and then we'll see. Maybe they maybe they want to allow him to, to grow up in there, but that's just not common anymore. What we do with Jordan Love, that is not a common act to to draft a guy first round and let him sit for so long. Yeah, that's true. So I'm I'm surprised that Tampa didn't take him. Who's Tampa's quarterback right now? Yeah, I, isn't I, that um, that's a really good question. Baker Brad. Mayfield is oh, oh Baker's there. that's right. Oh, are you confident in that? I don't know about that. Uh, real quick, Jack Campbell, who was drafted a bit earlier. I, I forget who drafted him now. Uh, Hunter, you may know Lions. off the top of your head. Lions, thank you. Um, and Campbell is not listed as one of Mel Kuyper's top 50 prospects in the sheet we have in front of us. I was looking at the same thing. I was like, I must be missing something. Yeah, I, I, well, he, he won the National Linebacker Award this past year in college football. Um, but... Kuyper did not see that one coming, so I guess that's the spoiler of the draft so far. That's a surprise. Maybe maybe his game doesn't translate exactly to the to NFL. Maybe. Is it a speed thing? Maybe. Um, but the, the, that's an interesting pick for the Lions. All right, John Schneider, former Packers executive in the Seattle Seahawks, pick is in at pick number 20 overall as we await the commissioner. I don't think they're going to go quarterback. I really I think no. they're very confident in Gina. I think they might go, like, wide out here. What the hell do I know? Jigma. I mean, they've, Maybe they've, got, they've got Metcalf and um, Lockett. Lockett. It's an aging Lockett, though. It's yep. an aging Lockett. They got, they got a lot of weapons. Seattle's sneaky good. Yeah, they are sneaky, sneaky good. Sneaky good. But they're not going to go running back. There's nope. not a, a really sexy running back pick, especially in the first round here. And who, who did they take? They, they had a pick. They had a corner. Right? They, had, uh, they went with the uh, 
Uh, Witherspoon. Witherspoon, yeah. From Boy, Illinois. And if they had a draft like they did last year, gosh, the guys they got last yeah, year. Yeah, they, they, they had a terrific. They, the Seahawks and the Jets won the draft last yes, year. Yes, they did. Yeah, those were the two best teams, at least from a rookie standpoint. And the Packers will look to repeat that here in 2023. They're off to a an interesting start. I, I will not say a bad or nor good start. I, I like the pick. I just, again, I, I, I think I was amongst a lot of the fan base that wanted them to go offense. They wanted to address the holes on the offensive side of the ball, right? I think interior offensive line, wide receiver, tight end are, are big holes on that offense. And when you have a brand-new quarterback, you know, making his debut as a starter, essentially, for the entire season, you want to give him the best opportunity to win football games. And I just don't think what the Packers have in place currently, a tight end, wide receiver, and interior offensive line, is setting Jordan Love up for success. And that, and that scares me. Uh, I like this. It's no knock against him. I think he can be a good player on the defensive side of the ball. But we will see. The thought is they had a high NS, and they've got a stable wide receiver tight ends like in round two and three. I, I hope you're right, man. There, there's no way they don't take a tight end or wide receiver in round two, right? I mean, there, there can't be. I guess maybe not. I, I don't want to say there's no way. But I think it is very likely they yeah. go one of those have directions in, in round two. You have to address the need, right? Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. So we will see as there are six high school, it looks like players. I don't want to say because there's a softball jersey on the stage. Uh, uh, on the Maybe it is football. I don't know. Um, on the stage at the NFL draft alongside Roger Goodell as we await the Seahawks pick. We're going to go to break uh, after the Seahawks take their pick here. But who is it going to be? As he lowers the microphone, the pick is in. The announcement is in, and the Seahawks have selected. I can't lip read. Oh, there goes Jackson, Smith, and yep, Jigba. I was right about that. Seahawks go wide out. Yep. Uh, Smith and Jigba off the board. So there you go, Packers fans. JSN will not be a Green Bay Packer. I'm a little frustrated. It's yeah. a great day, and Huddle will continue right after this. Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Huddle, I lied. Now Will Levis is the last guy in the green room. As Jackson Smith and Jigba gets drafted. No, I take that back. Zay Flowers is still in the green room. We've got two guys left. Zay Flowers. Is Nolan Smith there? Because he hasn't been drafted yet either. Correct. So maybe there's a couple guys left in the green room. They just keep showing Will Levis. If if you were a first-round draft pick, projected first-round draft pick, would you go to the draft? I don't think I would. You wouldn't. I don't know that I would. Nope. I say that, I would go. Yeah, I think no, I would. I love attention, Brad. What are we talking Aww. about here? It's the great day not all of Alex Strofe, the attention lover. He's Nordy, Brad Nortman, as Mark Tauscher called him. Uh, would you? I think I'd go. So, okay, so you, you went to Brookfield Central High School. Yes. Same high school as? Joe Thomas. Who? Second most popular yeah, NFL player. Exactly. Uh, in media uh, also. Yeah, of course. Who did not? attend the draft. He, he went didn't. fishing instead. And they brought a cameraman on the boat, which and, is the best part. And that was brilliant. That was and that and that's so Joe, right? I mean that's yeah. just so Joe. What what a great way to enter the league and, and have a really memorable experience. That's very cool. It's really like neat. That. Yeah, I love that too. I remember that. That's like one of my uh, one of my first NFL draft memories is, is Joe it? Thomas being on a boat. That's yeah. a cool memory. Yeah it that's is a very cool memory. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless 
I wonder oh. when Will. Oh, Will Levis is smiling, he, and the Chargers back. are on the clock. Why would the Chargers pick Will Levis? They have well, they Chargers, Herbert. then Ravens. So neither of those there. make sense. Minnesota doesn't really make sense either. Well, it makes more sense than Baltimore or Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah, but what do you think about them drafting a guy because thinking beyond Kirk Cousins? The only team on the clock, or, or excuse me, left on the board that makes any sense to me is pick number 29, New Orleans, New Orleans who just yeah. signed Derek Carr. Minnesota, maybe? Sit him that's for a I couple think. years? If, if he doesn't well, yeah, go to Minnesota. Well, yeah, that's what we were saying. The only other one in Minnesota. If yeah. he doesn't do Minnesota, he's dropping out. Unless He's going to the second round. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to agree. Unless somebody, excuse me, Lamar Jackson style like Baltimore did trades up. Yes. yes. Um, which I wouldn't rule out at the end of the draft tonight. Huh. We'll see what the Chargers do here at 21. Your way into the show if you want to get in. 844-770-3776. We're reacting to Lucas Van Ness. Um, you know, being drafted from Iowa, the defensive end. Uh, 6'5", 275, no big deal. Uh, to, the, to the Green Bay Packers. It's a fun addition. I, I, again, I, I'm not overreacting, underreacting. I think it's a good. I think it's a good pick. Another wide receiver goes off the board to the Los Angeles Chargers. Quentin Johnston from TCU. Uh, you remember seeing him in the uh, national championship game. He had a really good year from TCU. So that's a good pick. Now that's interesting because Zay Flowers from Boston College, who has been kind of renowned as either the number one or number two receiver in the draft, either ahead of or behind Jackson Smith and Jigba, who just went before. He's still on the board. So I imagine if we go on a little bit of a run of wide receivers here with Baltimore, who just extended Lamar Jackson earlier today to a five-year extension, could they go wide receiver here at 22 with Zay Flowers? I think that would make a ton of sense. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, there, there is a certain amount of wide receivers that, that are available that I, I think that the teams realize that they're like, an amazing catch right there from uh, – from Johnson. He had a few One of those catch. this year. Yeah, yeah where, where they realize their importance, right? And you look at a team like the Chargers. You've got aging wide receivers, particularly in Keenan Allen um, and Mike Williams, and, and you need a guy in there that can continue to supplement it. And you've already got an elite receiver, and he's just going to get even better with more options. So, yeah. I mean, look, I don't know what the Chargers' other needs are, but you can almost – you can never have too many – good wide receivers in a room. Can you can you say that exact same line but address it to Brian Gutekunst this time? Brian Gutekunst. You can't have too many good wide receivers <laughs> in one room. Listen. And may, and maybe maybe he thinks that they already do. That I don't know. I'm, correct. I'm, I'm a little concerned That's that so good. when they get to round two, there's not going to be many guys left. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of obviously wide receivers Jordan in the Addison, draft. Guys, that, guys that can make a difference this year. Yeah, and I, I saw somebody texted in a bit before that they thought maybe Addison would be the guy yeah. in the second round. And, and I, I tend to agree with that. I would like that pick. And, and I mentioned the name Sam Laporta, uh, yeah. the Iowa tight end, who I think could be there in the second round. Now, here's, here's the I'm looking forward to two things in the draft, right? Number one, of course, is if the Packers trade up to one of those final picks in the round, which I don't think will happen. But, of course, something I'm watching. And the other one is, will the Badger be drafted, right? Keanu yes. Benton and, and, uh, and Joe Tittman, the center, of course, both could be late first round, second round, and if not, they'll be early picks tomorrow in the second round. Uh, so that's something I'm keeping an eye on here the rest of the night. Yeah, you know, it's exciting to root for Wisconsin guys. For particular, sure. Particularly as you got to know them and have them, for, for instance, have uh, got like Keanu Benton all year on Rutledge and Hamilton. Right. And just to get to know the realness of these guys. And then it's, I know that, 
college football and pro football has merged a little bit with NIL and guys getting paid and that kind of stuff. However, there really is nothing like stepping foot into the professional realm. It, it is a dream come true, and it's amazing to see these guys do it. You saw with C.J. Stroud. It looked like he was holding back tears as he was walking to the stage. Totally. It's the culmination of a lot of things. And, I mean, Wisconsin guys, how easy are they to root for? And even on, uh, even on opposing teams, you want to see them do well. So I, I, I'm rooting for those guys to go to great situations where they can, they can flourish, and I have no doubt that they will. Yeah, I just really hope Keanu, uh, who, I, as you mentioned, I got to know, quite a bit through, through uh, his work with uh, us on Rutledge and Hamilton. We, we had him on 12 weeks straight, which if you do the math, it's, it's over, what, three hours of conversations with Keanu uh, over the course of, of the football season this past year, which was an interesting one, obviously, for the Badgers as Paul Chris was fired midseason. Uh, the one team I hope he doesn't go to is the Chicago Bears. Yeah, because then Rutledge is going to rub it in our face nonstop. That's that's fair. that a Very but b fair. like Jack Sanborn's already there, so we already have one Badger in Chicago who is probably going to wreak havoc on us the next couple of years. Us being the Packers, of course. So we will see. He's the great Brad Nortman. I'm Alex Strope. It is a special draft edition of the Great Dane Huddle here from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Still a good crowd in the house as the ten dollar pitcher still going. At the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Good time. You can see Jesse Nelson if you're watching us on the video stream in the background. Jesse Nelson lost his voice, which I'd like to address. Uh, how'd you do that? I want you to yell. Oh, that's right. You can't. Oh. I forgot about that part. Uh, Walked you, right into that yeah, one. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, he sure did. All right. Uh, keep, keep drinking back there, Jesse. Attaboy. Uh, as as uh, $10 pitchers, he's taking advantage. Will Jesse Nelson call out of work tomorrow? That's our poll. I'm just kidding. Um, that is correct. I think, uh, Hunter, I, I, you might as well sleep at the studio tonight because I bet he'll be calling you to fill in on Wilde and Tausch tomorrow. Yeah, I've already just assumed that I'm going to be coming in tomorrow did you, morning. Did you put up the cot I leave there for myself? No, my, my car is pretty comfortable. I'm in the parking <laughs> garage there. It's nice and safe. I'll be good yeah. there. Yeah, all right. Well, just let everybody know where you'll be. That's, that's good. Uh, any comments on Lucas Fan? Ask the rest of the draft. Maybe your draft crush going forward, your best available, who you'd like to see wind up on the Packers or whoever your team is. Would love to hear from you as we get ready to wrap up our coverage. 844-770-3776. Your way into the Great Date Huddle. Any questions for Brad, a guy that's been drafted, a guy that's played, uh, had a really nice tenure in the NFL for two teams in, in Carolina and Jacksonville, played in the Super Bowl, played in both the AFC and NFC Championship games. Not a lot of people could say that, Brad. That's you know, that, that's a cool part about your NFL career is you played in both the championship games. Now, it would have been nice to win both of them, but uh, you that's won great. one of them. Yeah, won one. Uh, that was pretty cool. I think I went back and calculated that I played on every possible NFL forum, right? So Thursday night, Sunday at noon, 3.30, Sunday night, Monday night, London, NFC Championship game, AFC Championship game, title or, um, Super Bowl, yep. of course, but then Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Weekend and on the road and at home. Well, I think so, it is kind of dope. That is kind of <laughs> dope, Ron Dane. Uh, did you ever play on like a like a like a Christmas Saturday or anything like that? Played on Christmas Eve. Uh, I'm played on Thanksgiving. So you did play on Thanksgiving. Yeah, okay, played, cool. played against Dallas against the the, the fighting uh, Hunter Vaughns. Did you win? That, Yes, we did. Nice. Uh, I yeah, don't want to remember that game. Yeah, we. I mean, we killed them, and I think we broke. Uh, I mean, I we. I say this. The, you were part of the, the team. You're lucky. Yeah, um, broke Tony Romo's collarbone. I think that sent him to retirement. Basically, <laughs> yeah, Luke Keekley did. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have said we. Yeah, as I was say, I, uh, I had no part in breaking of that bone. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Um, about that. So yeah, and played on uh, Christmas Eve one year at home, uh, which was a lot of fun. Played on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Wow, so, lots of action. 
Yeah, you had a cool career, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Fun to punt the old football around in a bunch of different stages. Uh, you were punting me the football at the launch, uh, our tailgate on Saturday yeah. before the launch of Wisconsin Badgers football. That hey, was good. And you colored yourself as not so much of an athlete. You were catching them. I can't wait till we get on an open field. I'm an athlete. What are you talking about? I know about? it. I, I, when have I ever sold myself otherwise? What are you talking about? You, you said your only sporting <laughs> thing was playing soccer as a joke in high school. That's so, true. Well, I had Grand cross country, too. Thank you very much. I have these low expectations. You and me, this summer, <laughs> we're going to go on a football field. I'm going to hit you a high hanger, and you're going to go below And it. I'm going to break my collarbone like Tony that's, Romo. That's – and I, I, would have, I, I would have participated in that. Thing. <laughs> I would feel guilty because of that, as opposed to Luke Keekley doing Oh, that. you're the man. We'll wrap up our coverage <laughs> right after this for the Great Day Pub and Brewing Company. Reaction to the football weekend continues next. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Great American Order DJ Khaled once said, another one. As another wide receiver goes off the board at number 22, the Baltimore Ravens select Zay Flowers from Boston College, uh, which makes that now three wide receivers in the first round of the draft, and I think three in the last four picks, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, excuse me, four wide receivers, three in the last four picks overall uh, in the draft uh, here in the first round. So that's the fourth wide receiver to go. Zay Flowers uh, of Boston College goes to the Ravens at 22. Now the Minnesota Vikings, the last NFC North team of the night to make a selection, is on the clock as we wrap up our coverage here on the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg. They're still open, which means you can still get $10 pitchers. That's a heck of a deal. Uh, usually 16 bucks here at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg. So if you're close... Hurry on in. Come watch the end of the NFL draft here uh, at a great place. And make sure you tip your bartenders. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the great Brad Nortman. Uh, and, Brad, you called me unathletic in the last segment. I would just like to uh, let the record show I just kicked your ass in shuffleboard 5-0 in the commercial break. Have you ever seen the movie uh, White Men Can't Jump? I have. Okay. So Woody Harrelson's character where he hustles people. Yes. Right? That's That's, that's how I just feel over the courses. You say that you, – we walked over there, and you said they're playing shuffleboard. I've never played before. I haven't. That's real. I'm, and, not, I'm not hustling. And, and you are placing those – what are they, pucks? I don't, maybe. Yeah, pucks. Like, I think it's fine. I mean, the, the guys, the, the second last <laughs> push – he not only hit mine right off, perfectly nudged his second one right into the four score. And um, I got to say, I, and I love shuffleboard. I would put shuffleboard up there as one of the top bar games of all the bar games. Right? Not over cool darts, and dark. right? I think it's in the conversation. Really? I do. I love shuffleboard. That's a hot take. I, I love it. I love oh, it. I mean, you, you, can, you can hold the board. It takes a little bit of finesse and a little bit of you know, strategy. I love it. And, and, you, and you kicked my butt. Yeah, I did. Indeed. I did. I, I feel like we're going to go out there when we finally do punt together for real. You're going to be catching balls back there like, like Devin Hester. Yeah, well, I've been compared. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I will break my collarbone like I said in the last <laughs> segment, but we could certainly give it a try. Uh, Brad, as we see all these guys obviously uh, you know, living through their dream, right, and, and you got to do that back in 2012 when you were drafted by the Carolina Panthers in the sixth round of the NFL draft. It's, it's, it's pretty neat to see, you know, the, the lifelong dream come to realization. It really is. You know, when I got drafted, you know, I told the story earlier in the show about receiving the call, and 
then being drafted it turned into a basically a party we um went to a local bar restaurant in elm grove that we went to quite a bit and just said hey anyone wants me over there come over there and celebrate and it was packed it was a ton of fun and it was a whirlwind and you wake up the next morning and there's very much a pinch me feeling like did that really just happen and do i need to now make plans to go down to you know carolina to go be a panther it just it, it's it's something you can't really put into words and it's it's an immediate um, joy and blessing and like pinch me I can't believe this is happening day like that's the Sunday and then you show up whenever you do at the facility and then it's incredibly humbling right because you were like I'm the low man on the totem pole these dudes are professionals yeah and I have a long way to go so it's no a doubt. whirlwind it's a whirlwind of emotions for these guys no doubt about it and uh, you know your story was cool and Tarek Sala who was here with us earlier the all-time sax leader at UW and, and obviously uh had a, had a nice NFL career himself. Started on the defensive side of the ball. Then when he left Carolina, also drafted by Carolina, went to Cleveland. Flipped over to the offensive side of the ball to play fullback uh, in the 90s and into the early 2000s. Uh, cool stories, man. It's uh, obviously, as, as we talk about, I am unathletic. I never got to achieve my dream of being a professional football player. Um, <laughs> and so it's just cool to, to hear your guys' stories but uh, and see all these guys walk across the stage, as you alluded to a bit earlier. Right, guys like Anthony Richardson, who's balling and, and, and gives a great big hug to the commissioner, Roger Goodell. And you can see Roger saying, you know, congratulations and all the hard work paid off. It's just really neat. And, you know, we'll see several, several, several more guys uh, get to, you know, see that, that dream come to real life over the course of the next two days as rounds two and three tomorrow and uh, rounds four through seven on Saturday. And the Packers have plenty of more picks scheduled. Will they move up here? Uh, is the question as they have f- picks 42 and 45 in the second round tomorrow? I, if, I, if if it was up to me, I would say stay, stay pat, right? Stay point, put. Yes, you can. I mean, two picks and four uh, overall, right? I mean, you can really make make some moves. If Jordan Addison, who's now shown up on Mel Kiper's best available, the wide receiver from USC, if he falls to 42. No-brainer. Dalton Kincaid, who ranks yep. number three in Mel Kuyper's best available, a tight end from Utah, the top-ranked tight end in this draft, falls to 42. Or even falls to 40, trade up just a couple picks, mm-hmm. you know, get rid of 42 and, and then maybe a pick in the sixth round. You know, you could really spice up that offense and help out your brand-new starting quarterback, Jordan Love, quite a bit. Because as we've talked about, that's been a theme of tonight's show, Brad, is, is there's not a lot of really sexy options on the Packers' offense right now, right? Christian Watson, the second-round uh, pick from a year ago, had a really nice rookie year. But he's just not a real number one receiver in the NFL right now. And he's going to have to be, obviously. Um, but if you can bring in another rookie, you know, top-end guy who can help him out, be a number two, number three, learn from him in Watson and Romeo Dobbs, and hopefully in a couple of years, become a stud number two option you know that's that's best case scenario yeah it is and and there's a long way to go to fill those gaps for the Packers and and you're right at this point I would say not advisable to trade up you have to have a lot of conviction to trade up to go get somebody like Jackson Smith and Jigba or um, you know Zay Flower some of these guys that already went usually in the NFL draft there's a certain sense of you know picks 10 15 20 there's sort of a um, agreed elite echelon, right? But then there tends to be a falling off, right? Early round one and end of round one, not all created equal. So, wow, Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison stays in the NFC North. He's just not a Packer. He goes to the Minnesota Vikings, adds uh, 
Some juice to their offense. Oh, boy. So the Vikings uh, not liking the narrative that they were the worst 13-win team in history a year ago uh, as they add another wide receiver to that offense. They lose Adam Thielen this offseason, too. The Carolina Panthers. Yes. And uh, Jordan Addison now goes to Minnesota uh, alongside Justin Jefferson. So Jordan Addison coming to the NFC North. That is a strong one-two punch between Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. Wow. Boy. I um that that run on wide receivers that we just witnessed, that was something. Hey, uh, they're br- grabbing him. Brad, look who's on the clock. My Jacksonville Jaguars. It's too bad we don't have Colin Russo on the phone. It's right true. Now. He, he's uh, he's in Italy somewhere. It's probably Italy. Crazy. It's uh, almost four a.m. in Italy. Wow. Uh, we could try to give him a call. I just don't think he's awake. Is he is he up right now? No, so, I don't to, think so. I'll give him a call. Uh, go for it. Uh, uh, truthfully, give him a, give him a call. See what okay, happens. I'll effort Colin Russo. Yeah, we we have we have less than two minutes left on the program, but let's let's effort Colin Russo. Miracle. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. Oh, and they oh, just traded trading. the pick. So never mind. You can go ahead and hang up the phone, Hunter. As oh, uh, the man, New York nice. Giants, I was really hoping that said the Packers. Oh. The New York Giants just move up one pick, which is interesting. They have pick twenty five. That is. They move up to twenty four. Um, so we will see. What that is, actually, we probably won't because we've got about 90 seconds left in the program. So that gives me uh, the time to say some thank yous. A big thank you to Tarek Sotla, who was on site with us for the first three hours of the program, coming out to the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company here in Fitchburg. A big thank you to Jason Wilde and the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, who joined us throughout the program tonight. A big thanks to Ryan Wollersheim, our video producer back in the ESPN Madison studios, Hunter Vaughn our audio producer and engineer back in the ESPN Madison studios for hanging out with us tonight. It's been a fun program, man. Uh, the Packers select once again at pick number 13, which they moved up from earlier this week uh, in the uh, pick swap and the trade for Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets. They move up to pick number 13. They draft the defensive end of, out of Iowa, Lucas Van S. a uh, what I think is a good pick, um, but we will see. It's not the sexy pick that maybe some of us expected on the offensive side of the ball to help maybe alleviate the inexperience of Jordan Love on the field, but uh, it's a good pick. Ultimately, I would, I would say I hate draft grades, and I don't yeah. have enough time to go on a big rant because we have 30 seconds, but I would give it like a, like a B-. minus. Yeah, I, I think it's above average. I don't, it's not splashy. It's not an A, but somewhere in that, somewhere in that B range. That seems fair to me. I'll give it to it. Yeah. Brad Norman, we'll talk to you on Monday, buddy. We appreciate you uh, coming out and hanging out with me for the last four hours. It's been fun. And uh, Jacksonville coming up uh, after New York at, at number 25. So we'll see what they do. Strofe, I would watch Roger Goodell read names any day with you. I would. <laughs> That's so sweet. This has been the Great Dane Huddle Draft Edition. Big thanks to the Great Dane Pump and Brewing Company here in Fitchburg for hosting.